Friday. Ready to rock and roll? Yeah, buddy. Nick this... Kiprios, Justin Bourne, Derek Brandeo, Jennifer Rolnick, and Sammy, who might I add, may make... I say may because we haven't decided yet. Is <laughs> he his performance today? A cameo appearance on our, if I stand corrected, our last YouTube channel day of the season. We we may get a Samio today. We may. I'm get thrilled. <laughs> People have waited a long time for a Sammy cam. Didn't come. But just give me a chance. Just give me a chance. <laughs> but if you play your cards right, if you're on your best behavior, we will bring you on on the desk and and prove everybody that you're you're just not Carlton the doorman. Wouldn't <laughs> it be great if there was some surprise, like Sam was just some wild looking guy, or you know, wearing a duck hat or something like <laughs> Lee? What's his name on uh, the college football shows? I don't know. I don't, know. I don't, I don't, know. So I don't watch college football. What so. I want throughout uh, the chat on our YouTube channel is for people to close their eyes and envision who Sammy would look like. Right. And uh, we'll get uh, JB or myself to sneak a peek at the chat line and, and, and just hear some of your responses. I look forward to that. Who do you believe, by matching his voice, and of course you got to just pick somebody that we all know, a celebrity of some sort. Not your neighbor, Dave? Not Yeah, exactly. It doesn't mean anything <laughs> to us if you say, you know, the guy that... I go every week to get my gas uh, pumped at the station. Uh, George, uh, yeah, just like George, means nothing to us. <laughs> Absolutely nothing. Have these people not seen Sam, though? Like uh, no. through Twitter, through no. like there are people who genuinely don't, I know. don't know. I mean, I feel like, I don't know, like if I've, I've never done this, but have you, can you Google me? Does it show up? Does my name show up? I don't know. I don't know either. But it, yeah, so this is dimensions. We, should also, we should also say that our show time is moving. So, so starting Monday. Starting Monday, we'll no, we'll, we will no longer be on from 3 to 5 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Uh, Blake Murphy is moving into our spot to do Blue Jays Talk Plus. Ooh, they're the going show hard on the Jays now. Bats are warming up. Bats are warming up. I, think, I, I really do get the feeling things are starting to turn for the Jays. And we're moving to 9 to 10 a.m. Eastern yes. Standard Time. So a little bit of a shift, but you can still find our podcast on iTunes, Spotify. Find us, on, on of course, on their dial at Fan590. Uh, so, yeah. Yeah. 9 a.m. power hour. We're coming in hot. Yeah. And our golf game really appreciates that yeah, effort. Oh boy. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, don't, I don't know what it means to the rest of the station and who moves what, where. Yeah. But all I know is maybe a 1045 tee off time is looking pretty good. I think old Sammy may get his uh, cap down into the single digits. Are you a single digit? You are. No, it's. I went back up to 10. There's I'm 10 no, even right now. There's no chance you're at 10. I'm at 10 even right now. Putting's been bad. Sandbagger. Putting's so, been bad. Once again, uh, today will be the last show on YouTube. Yeah. And we are moving from 3 to 5 p.m. to 9 to 10 Eastern. But you can still find us on iTunes, Spotify, and wherever you get your podcast download. All right. We get we don't we're not giving away any tickets now. Are we officially done announcements? <laughs> you can yeah, go to Scotiabank yeah, Arena. Right? And sit uh, in an empty we'll barn. give you tickets. <laughs> we're giving away tickets to the last preseason game next season where none of the guys play. <laughs> All right, let's get to the good stuff here. The Edmonton Oilers eliminate their arch rivals, Calgary Flames, on an overtime winner by who else? It, it, it was to me like Crosby getting the golden goal. It's like, of course, it's that guy, but right? Jesus. Of Mick Jesus himself. Yeah, he's kind of living up to that name. Man, I just got to say, and this is like such a the last thing to focus on, but like you need that stop, eh? Like, you know, he's he's catches it at an angle. He's got no force behind it, unscreened above that. Yeah. You paid $6 million. You want that save yeah, if you're flames. 97 is not that good. No, he's good. But he, <laughs> he should stop his shot from there. Okay, uh... It's Friday. Sam is Clay Aiken it's, in the chat. It's off Sorry. the rails Friday, which also means that we're going to have Doug McLean on in about 40 minutes. Can't wait for his take. Sorry, we're just getting weird texts. Sorry, boys. Bob Stoffer in the second hour from the Edmonton Oilers and their uh, regional broadcast uh, games. He's going to join us as well. Also, uh, 6.30, Ched in Edmonton. And Colby Armstrong in about 15 minutes. So yeah. we're going to have some fun. Personalities today. We are driven personality. 
we're actually going to, should we talk about how great Connor McDavid is or uh, are people tired of that already and we just go to the uh, controversial goal? Well, let's do some Connor McDavid stats. Quickly. All right, you go ahead. Uh, during his eight-game uh, point streak, which he extended with the overtime winner last night, he now has six goals, 14 assists, plus 15 in eight games in his eight-game point streak. Most playoff points per game in NHL history, minimum 30 games played. Uh, Wayne Gretzky leading the the, the list, shocking. Uh, Mary Lemieux, Leon Dreisaitl, Barry Peterson. This Peterson had a and, run. He's in every board. And, and, and Connor Ma- and When Con- did Barry Peterson <laughs> become like one of the best hockey players on the He's planet? He's in all these playoff lists. I, I got to tell you something. I, I don't know who that is. No, I don't know. Boston either. Bruins. Okay. Uh, Vancouver, I think, and then Boston. Right? Didn't he go into the Cam Neely? Uh, For sure. I remember that. Trade? Yep. You remember that? No. <laughs> I got nothing. Shut man. up. <laughs> Give me your youthful, enthusiastic <laughs> laugh. I'm not. I won't have any of that. All right, sorry. Okay, I, okay. I've just been completely taken aback by a comment on the YouTube. Let's have it from Mary Ann Alton. Sammy looks like his dad and his mother's father. That's my mom. Does my mom know how to use YouTube? <laughs> <laughs> Come on. That's delightful. Okay. Hi, All right. Okay. Here we hey, go. Marianne. Here we go. Anyways. That's the first one. There you go. So let's talk about the goal. So first off. Um, Five minutes left in the third. Yeah. Waved off goal because of a distinct kicking motion. And a kicking motion. Wow, did Social media blow up. Yeah. That everybody has an opinion. Have you, you don't talk to many people who are like, I don't know. Could go like, I don't know. People tend to be pretty opinionated on this one. Even our panel, Elliot, dug in that it was a good goal, which I really enjoyed. We yes. do not agree. Yeah, they didn't agree last night on uh, the panel with Kevin Bieksa. I sided with Kevin Bieksa. You did? I did. I'm stunned. You know why I actually am not stunned? Because you just know what makes good radio, and there's no way we were going to come in here. And, no. Uh, do you really think that that should have been really no goal? I really believe that uh, uh, Coleman knew what he was doing with his left foot. I agree. And pushed it forward. Now, as the way... Every fan has watched every goal be uh, disallowed because of this dis, uh, distinct kicking motion. Mm-hmm. It did not have the same feel as the others. This one was uh, much more subtle, mm-hmm. sub- subdued, whatever you want to say, quieter. Yep. Uh, but the motion is there. It's just not as distinct. Everybody's around the the word distinct. Yeah. Which now should be... Um, no different than you got to be a complete moron to not think that that was kicked in. That's the same as distinct now in the NHL terms. Yeah, I guess. And this one was not as prominent or as noticeable, but the elements were still there. Yeah, I don't agree. You know, you think of... Uh, so, you think about all the elements of kicking for one. You just think about like a guy taking a free kick in soccer or a guy, you know, punting the ball or something. That's obviously comical. That's not, I don't need to see that for it to be a kicking motion. But the league is making an effort to get, to allow more goals. They don't want to wave off goals. That's not good, right, for the sport. They're allowing the redirections. You can intentionally uh, redirect, angle the puck off your skate. Uh, we've seen it count a number of times. For me, the way that Coleman is going into the crease there. Uh, he's allowed to be in that area. One of his feet is tied up, so he's got the other one on the ice. He can make the claim he's stopping with it. I agree he, you know, wants it to go off his skate and in. He definitely does. But you're allowed to want it to go in off your skate. So can I share uh, our timeline yes. with everybody? Yes. And our conversation Please. we had uh, on... Uh, you remember what I said? What it was do we late. call it again? What's up? Yeah, what's up? Okay. What's up? So Not this was you at um, 12... 13 Eastern. Okay. I think he probably means to put it in with his foot. And I had said at 1218, JB is right. He meant to. Yeah. So (laughs) how can you say what you just said and say, tell me that he meant to do what he did? Yeah, he didn't mean to. That's a kicking motion. No, you're allowed to have intent. You're allowed to have intent. The right foot's caught up in uh, right. the pads 
So, of Smith. So then in your estimation, he's balancing on the left leg and doing a one-legged man in an ass-kicking contest to get no, it no, in? No, no, but he, 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 he's just naturally following through. Like Naturally. The left foot is following a north, uh, a south to a north to push the puck in. Mm-hmm. So it's... But he's going in that direction. You know, like he's headed that so way. His I body's can, heading that way. But it, he... If you if you're skating full he, speed, not, you do like not, the, he's, uh, he's not digging in to stop. No, he's not, because he's trying to hide the. Well, he's, he's trying, trying to, to hide, but he didn't hide it well enough. Right, but the thing is, uh, that's a lot of the panel had that argument about whether he meant to or not. There's no argument that he meant to. He didn't argue that he meant to. He said, I, "Maybe I don't understand the rule." Yeah, you know, and you know, here Daryl Sutter. We actually have clips on this. Would you so, like to hear what Daryl Sutter had to say? Here's, here's I, what, want to, I want you to finish. Okay. Okay. Well, I don't. I just. If it's a called on the ice, a kick, and they say no goal immediately, I completely understand them going mm. with that ruling. But to have in that spot that close a call, it's not distinctive enough. It's not clear enough to me to okay. make to make the call to overturn it in such a massive spot. That's another good point. That's the that's the part to me. Like I think you can argue that sure, maybe it was a kick, maybe he did, like his skate was on the ice. But the fact that it was called a goal on the ice, to me, should have been the determining factor. It was way too close to overturn it. But this is also not just the officials. There are guys in Toronto that are paid to help the officials come to a conclusion. And between, I guess, that department of Coley Campbell, Chris King, Mike Murphy, Kay Whitmore... Uh, I don't know who else I'm, I'm missing. Um, uh, Rod Plasma. Like we're talking about guys that have been around the game for 30 years, for and sure. and probably with within all of them, maybe 3,000 games. Like, but the rule has changed so much over the past that, few years. Even the, if if anybody knows what maybe is going through someone's mind in that situation and what they're capable of doing and not capable of doing, th- this is where these guys are paid. Yeah, and. I, I get and it, just Sammy. like refs are paid it's, to referee, they get it wrong it's, sometimes. It's not, and it's not necessarily like a hundred percent. There are now, as we've seen on many instances, a fifty-fifty call, and yeah, maybe that one was a fifty-fifty call. Yeah, but they're still paid to make a decision here, and they made it. The other thing that gets me, and this is a re- so this is not an argument for or against the call so much as. The referees are on the ice to to referee the game. They're not, you know, trying to impact it. They want the game to play out, stay out of the way, and just kind of steer the game, right? That puck's going in the net. And I know it doesn't. See, it's not a reason to make I the hate, call. I hate hearing that as well. It's we, you, For me, were I making the decision and I were 50-50, that it's kind of – I know it's not I, supposed to, but I, I'm telling you how I would call I it. cannot make my decision just based on – I think it was going to go in anyway. I agree. You cannot. You've seen. Cannot. You've seen pucks rotate and yes. spin and hit yes. crazy bounces. You don't know whether that thing was going to go no. in, and you don't know whether or not Mike Smith, was, Mike Smith was could could reach over and, and get it. You're right. But there's that little part of me that were I Coley Campbell or whoever had the some say in that decision, I would go. Ah, boy, if you're looking at a tiebreaker, though, you know that's part of it for me. The the, the call on the ice is part of it for me. Here's, yeah. here's the big thing. Now Flames fans can always have something to look back on, right? They're like, oh, if that – they're getting the crap kicked out of them in this series. Like, this was not right. – you know, like – I wrote about that series today, and I, did, I barely mentioned the, the kick-in. So, like – Because the, they're in that spot. This is such a played. small factor in the series. Like, I know, like, that's a tying – a go-ahead goal. Maybe they win. But they're not beating McDavid three games in a row anyway. But now Flame fans can be like, oh, well – if, See, if we yeah. hadn't been jobbed by Wes McCauley, we would have beat them. Like, they were done anyway. That's that's another part of this to me. Everything that we've seen in the playoffs about uh, no leads are safe and momentum switching and uh, Leafs up 3-1 against Montreal last year. I, you're you're, you're going to tell me that definitively? Like, yes. That, that Definitive. Yeah. No, See, I, I, I'm I, with I, Kipper I, here. No, no, no. I, this is a crazy game and mm. crazy things can happen. And, uh, I'm not even I'm sure not, they would have held the, held the lead till overtime. I, I get what you're saying. Up That's until this point, point c- domination in every facets of the game. Edmonton checked all the boxes, but in in the crazy world of sports, 
Sometimes you just need a little bit of a, uh, of a, a spark, right? A spark, and things can change in an awful quick hurry. Yeah, you got to get one more in Edmonton. Then you get to come back home to Calgary for game seven. You're the better team just, for the bulk of the season. You got the goalie yeah. that you think is supposed to be the better goalie. But that was as close of a 50-50 call as you can you can get. Let, let, Want to hear some Clippers on it? Yeah. Want to hear Daryl? Daryl Sutter? Yeah, let's do Daryl. On the disallowed goal in the third. Uh, I just watched it on the screen, on the bench, but so I asked uh, Wes what the call was, and he said it was a distinct kicking motion. So you guys probably had better angles than I did. Do you agree with the call? Pardon? Do you agree with the call? Well, it depends what you call a distinct kicking motion. If somebody's on the ground there and you. Lift your foot up, kick him in the head. That's a distinct kicking motion. If you slide your foot in the ground, it's not a distinct kicking motion. <laughs> and that's whatever. A, a, whatever a, a, he no, says. But they, the league says no. You can you can slide your blade on the ice and have a distinct kicking motion. There no, there's no, there's nothing in the rule book. There's not. Yeah. Why why do people think that the 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 skate has to leave the ice to have a distinct kicking because motion? Because the rule is in place to protect people. So if it doesn't leave the ice, so, it's not a danger. What about this? Here's the solution that I had thought of. If it goes off a skate at all, it's no goal. That's the worst solution I've heard, and but, I did see it somewhere else. You saw it somewhere else? But, yes. like, it's just, I mean, it, it, all these. You're going to lose a lot of goals. You're, yeah, I know, you're taking but a goal every, off the taking, board every but, other game. You know what they've but, done in the last 15, 17 years to create more offense? I understand, but these calls, they, they review them, and it happens. It feels like it happens every, like, week, every night. James Duffy had a good tweet today about his proposal that uh, they count all of them, all of them, unless it's ruled a dangerous kick. If you want to make the case that a guy hauled ass and tr- hauled off and tried to kick one sixty yards like a punt, you can't make a dangerous kick. But, but it's if it's still, a reasonably it's just safe gray kick, area, it's just but more it's gray. Way area. less gray. I don't want it's, four guys kicking a pucks in in a battle area. It's like that. just way less gray. I don't think you're going to you know? get a scenario where anyone thinks kicking it with the toe yeah. of their, you, you know, know what I'm thinking. One eighth, fifth, I'm, I'm going to pretend I'm kicking the puck and I'm going to hoof you right in the. You're a criminal if that's how right. you think. <laughs> you're literally wearing knives. I, 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 I can I can hide that I was kicking the puck. You want you want to start that game? Okay. Yeah. Okay. So we need to James, adjust the James. adjust the rule for the unwell. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want guys starting to kick at everything. Yeah. No. No. Not, okay. Not I, a good no, look. I'll hear that. I'll hear that. Not that a good case. luck. Just boy. It's it, it is a tight one. Uh, it's don't get me wrong. He's a good host. Great. Yeah. James is a good host. Seems like a just, swell fella. Just stay away from the rules. <laughs> so you don't like my rule either. Off the feet, you're no a producer. Goal. Yeah, <laughs> that's all I need. One's a host, one's a producer. Stay away from the rules, you guys. Uh, that's great. Fair enough. Did uh, so. What's your Coleman? Coleman, um, he had his thoughts on the disallowed goal as well. I don't know. I must. I don't think I understand the rule. Um, you know, getting pushed. Just try to keep my foot on the ice. I don't know. I haven't watched it enough, but and in live speed, I felt like I was in a battle. And just my understanding is you can direct a puck but you just can't kick it and I didn't feel that I kicked it but can't go back and change it now it is what it is um, it's unfortunate that that uh, was such a big part of the game and, and happened to influence the way that it all went down but uh, you know like I said I just I must not understand it but uh, <clears throat> aside from that you know I'm proud for our team uh, we fought hard and you know I wish that would have uh, helped put us over to another game I'd feel the exact same way if I was him. You would. Yeah, I yeah. would. Yeah. Uh, how about Mike Smith getting bailed out here a couple times? He lets in that 140-footer, but they win, so it's not a huge deal. That first one that gets through him for the puck to be there for Coleman, uh, not good. Yeah, like it was just kind of a wrister from the outside, yeah. not even anything there Went at all. Went through his bicep but or something. That back one makes that move a lot, and – I. I like like he was the guy on that team that really impressed me almost the most out of all their skaters last night. Like he was really, he was, really popping. He was good. Yeah. So the stats on when Lindholm was out against uh, McDavid, like he got eaten alive. They switched to back on the last two yes. games, and McDavid's numbers like done yeah, much better, way way better. Yeah, way as much better as you can shut down McDavid. Unfortunate, yeah. it was a little too late. Yeah. Um, do we kind of? I know we got Colby coming up, but uh, do we pick apart a little bit of why else Calgary lost this series in five games 
besides a 50-50 call would you, from the video room? Would it start between the pipes, Kipper? Markstrom, what happened? 850 save percentage. You know, we went into this playoff saying we were only sure about a couple goaltenders. It was a Vasilevsky, Shesterkin, and Markstrom were like the three guys I think we said we, we had faith in. Ooh. So that, I mean, huge, huge position in that series. Uh, and obviously at the end of the day, it's the difference. It's the difference that they don't get the same goaltending from him that they got all year. The one thing that was a common thread in all of this for me is how overwhelmed that blue line was well said Hannafin Anderson um Chillington uh good Branson Zadorov Zadorov like they they could not it was like an it was like a an avalanche <laughs> without know, without McKinnon you know what made, it made me wonder not um you know what was going on with Edmonton this series it made me wonder how they had so much success this season by committee and those guys they they played well I'm not we can't by committee was really good in the regular season yeah but all of a sudden you get into a situations of a playoffs and you go down the roster and you're like oh that guy's only played 10 playoff games yeah. oh that guy's got uh, 15 mm-hmm. not a ton of experience yeah and then the one guy, the one guy that had the experience, uh, had a bum shoulder, and in, in, uh, Chris Tanov, Hannafin we like, but Hannafin is not elite. I don't think his defensive IQ is that high. He's a very skilled guy, skater, you know, good on the offensive side. Say the same thing about Shillington about defensive IQ. I think. All right, let's uh, let's bring a Mr. Colby. Yep. Who's who's that? <laughs> when did I ever say that? You got to stop clipping this stuff when I don't know about it. <laughs> Mr. Colby. <laughs> Colby Armstrong. Oh, really that killing beautiful, the air. my friend. How are you? That sounds beautiful. Oh, I'm doing great, man. I'm loving it. I, it's actually, my brother just got to town, uh, assistant coach for the Lehigh Valley Phantoms. Their season did not go to the playoffs so he just came down for memorial day weekend down here in pittsburgh hanging out with some families good to see him did you guys watch the uh, battle of alberta together oh yes unreal okay where, where do you unreal want to start you just, you're gonna just uh drool all over connor oh, mcdavid or you want to get to the disallowed uh, leon. goal oh leon okay oh, give, us, give, give us your thoughts on leon like what are the stats on the points he had in the series? It's crazy. He had 178 points in five games. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's just amazing how he loves to bring on checkers. He's so calm with bringing guys towards him. And that, that OT goal was exactly that. McDavid on the four check. Two guys were able to come on a switch off that got screwed up with McDavid right there. And he makes that little five foot flop pass to the inside right to him with space in the middle. I mean, Leon, Leon's a beast. It's like the perfect yin and yang with those two guys, but he, he's playing on a 178 points. And he, apparently he was playing on a wooden leg also. Did you know that? <laughs> so just prior to going on air, um, JB and uh, Sammy here were kind of uh, dissecting that game winning goal. And uh, they put a lot of weight on uh, Johnny hockey, Johnny Goudreau, not doing a very good job on that play. JB, you want to go first? Or? Yeah. Yeah, I, you know, I, you I don't think? blame him nearly as much as Sam does. I, I okay. But I, I thought that everyone was a little bit off in the the switch with Hannafin and Lindholm and Kachuk could be lower as the yep. weak side winger. But, yeah, I would have liked to see Gaudreau get in there a bit more. Yeah, it was an amazing pass, but uh, just a little bit of doubt on who who's, who had what assignment on that goal. And even on uh, even on the other goal, I forget, I forget who it was. It was from behind the net. He hit Nurse. It was the Nurse goal. Hit him coming down the middle. And it's like I'm watching like a veteran in Coleman who I thought played pretty well, but you know, in that situation to like totally unaware of like literally his guy, literally his guy. And then just kind of puck watching. Cause those guys draw so much attention. It changes the game when the pucks on, you know, McDavid or, or, or lead on stick that it changes the way guys. Oh, that, that was uh, a Kerplunk. It sounds like someone throwing a stone in a digital pond. See, Sammy's so excited about coming on our show. I think he forgets to plug the phone in. <laughs> I think so? Yeah. Do the, do the people listening hear the, the sound, or is that just us? 
Oh, they hear it. It's a really oh, satisfying it. sound. It's too bad it involves it losing someone. Yeah. Can I have a button so I can purposely do that? <laughs> whenever, just... you, whenever you want to mute the guest or whatever, yes. just drop them oh, and play that sound? Yes. Yeah, sorry. Dropped call. <laughs> Colby's back. That can be done, eh? Okay. All right. Good to know. All right. We'll get that in line But we for didn't next do year. it on purpose on Colby's, no. just for the record. <laughs> we didn't drop you on purpose, but we will next season so you or me. have that <laughs> button. <laughs> I was just saying, like, even, those guys just change the game when the puck's on their stick, guys. You know, like the defenders, they just it's just a totally different way of thinking, it looks like, when they get the puck and the attention they draw and the puck focus they draw, obviously. Um, it's the superstar factor, and it's like, you know, times 10 when those guys have it. So, um, yeah, the, the overtime goal in particular as well. And, you know, you can say what you want about guys the way they defend it, but it, it's just a totally different mindset, and I think, it's it's always been like I watch hockey and I'm like, why are they giving that guy ten feet of space? You know, like if that was me, that the defender would swallow me up, angle perfect, like no time and space, nothing. It's just a level of caution and on your heels that those guys present that gains them a little extra space, which is like a little bit more electric also. And you know, those guys beat up on the flames. Those two guys beat up on the flames this series big time. Colby, we're going to get to lots of uh, other questions, but every guest who comes on today has to answer answer the question. Uh, kicked in goal, not kicked in. What was your take? Okay, and first of all, we've got a poll going on on our, on our Sports okay. YouTube channel. I think there's about 250, 260 votes. It's 50-50. No, it's not, is it? It yeah. was when I looked. Wow. It's now 51-49. So oh, yeah. sorry. Wow. Okay. <laughs> no, I'm just making sure. So my initial, my, my feeling on it is kicked in goal that they got it right. And my only and my reason for that is, as he's tied up and going by, he's totally looking at the puck. And you know that language on the on the rule is okay, uh, directed. It was going in, and he didn't like he didn't like direct it. It was like he never changed direction. He just he bunted it in with his foot, like kicked it in, like it was a kicking motion to get a piece of it to kick it in, and putting his foot in that position. So. I, I would have been surprised had they allowed it a goal, but then, you know, going to social media where everything that happens on there is true. Um, <laughs> you know, it, it seemed to be like your poll. And everyone that I saw, I was like, you know, I'd be scrolling through, like, you know, PJ Stock. Oh, no way. That was not a kick. You know, and then it go to another guy. Oh, that was a kick. Go to another guy. Like, you know, it just going down my timeline, it was 50 50. So that's the way I saw it, though. It was, it, they got it right. When you look at, um, you know, other aspects, uh, and we had Daryl Sutter. Uh, I, I, do we have the clip where he said basically uh, how, how they got beat? We do have it. Yeah, play? yeah. let's play for Colby. This is uh, Daryl Sutter. Did the better team win the series? The best player won the series for him. Yeah, they won in five. You know, it's, as I said, we scored the big goal in two, four, or five. Then it's, you extend the series. Then the longer it goes, the better chance you have. Simple. You you buy that? We love Daryl Sutter, but uh, do we buy that? I love him. You, yeah, they kept saying that. Did, they literally did, kept saying that. Did his team lose like just because of one guy? I mean, he's a definite big help, but there's no question that was this the Calgary Flames team that we were used to seeing? Like, I think Edmonton's speed, Edmonton's play. I think also like goaltending was a thing as well. Like, you know, I love Markstrom, but. Like the battle level of Smith, you know, with ups, some ups and downs. I mean, he let a goal in from the other end, and they still found a way to win. Like, what is that? What is going on with this? So, I think the Edmonton Oilers were better, and I do think it just helps having, you know, all-world players, and especially in McDavid. But they kept saying that. Like, that's like the, you know, they're, they're playing. Look at the minutes of these guys that they're playing. They kept saying that. Like, who cares? Like, you've got to find a way to check them. you got to find an answer. you got to find, you know, a, a some way to distinguish, like shut this guy down. Mm-hmm. And I mean, easier said than done, but they just kept like, even their other players kept going, Oh, we got beat by one player. He plays like, you know, you know, 25, 26 minutes a night. Like, you know, well, that's not, like, it's almost like they're saying it's not fair, but it is. And, you know, you know, I give the Oilers a ton of credit with their game, the way they played. Um, and then obviously, you know, cherry on top, you've got two all world talents. I can't help but look at that Calgary Flames team and go, boy, Johnny Gaudreau didn't really have a huge impact. Yeah. Matthew Kachuk, for me, was super quiet. A guy who could be very impactful to me had a, a super Fast. quiet he series. He looks slow. It, well, I said, you know what? I said the exact same thing in our group chat. I don't know. He looks slow. Yeah. 
Colby, he, yeah, he, he looked slow, and then he came off the ice, you know, and, and then and then Toffoli went on, and Toffoli's not the most fleet of foot either. So it's like you got some impact players that literally, when the pace got going and cooking, that I think it was a detriment. And look, they had other guys as well through their lineup that yes, they scored like Mangiapane and Yarncroke last game too, but you know they they did nothing all series. Those guys didn't didn't contribute all series. And here you look over and you've got you know Kane lighting it up. You've got uh, Hyman, that's a destroyer of worlds, uh, and sniping like crazy. Uh, you know, you've got guys chipping in. Uh, you know, Nurse scores a goal from the back end last game. You got uh, a little bit of everything, and then you've got like battle level Smitty. That like you never know what you're going to get, but you know you're going to get 110 percent from that guy in there for sure. It's gonna it might be chaos, but he's a battler, man. And uh, you know, they had a little bit more than just the usual customers. They did. Like, those guys were really good, but I think just depth-wise, like, the two main guys were really good for Edmonton, but in depth uh, ability, like, I think the Oilers guys shone, shone through. We're talking to Colby Armstrong, former NHLer, Sportsnet hockey analyst. For me, I, I have no issues with Johnny Goudreau. I don't. I yeah, thought, I, like uh, I thought he pushed hard, and uh, he, he was noticeable the way he can be with uh, his skating and he did score a big goal. I look at Matthew Kachuk here and Colby, I, I'm, I am really shocked at the little impact that he had in this series because when he's not scoring, he finds other ways to affect a game. And we yeah. do know it sometimes he's, he's going to piss people off, but he, he changes the direction of the energy when he's not scoring just as well as others. And yet there was nothing here. Nothing. Like, where, where was the challenge on, on Evander Kane? And I know Evander Kane's tough and probably yeah, oh not yeah. the first fight that Kachuk would want. But to not engage in Kane and even Goodbranson, I like Goodbranson, and he's tough. Tough. But where, where were these guys to challenge anybody anywhere in this series? Yeah, I mean, I, you know, with the exception of seeing him try to, like, poke at the goalie right at the whistle or kind of, like, the Oilers kind of just let it die. And they let the play, they let those, those things die. Like, they gave him no oxygen, you know, with their game. And, you know, could he have went a little more overboard and influenced it a little bit differently? But um, I got to say, like, he was especially – you know, you're down three, one, or you're playing these like bigger games through the series, middle of the series that were, you know, on the line to expect to see him involved a little bit more in that regard. If, if he's not, you know, if the production is not what it was during the regular season, like that's already got a hundred point season. I mean, amazing season by Kachuk in that line. Um, but there's no question that he can uh, affect the game. Like you said, Kipper, so much more than just the production. And it, and it was just a little bit quiet. And is it because is it because Bra- was Brady around? Did Brady take off? He had enough, eh? He- it's a great <laughs> question. He should have had his hype <laughs> hey, man stay yeah, around. Hey, uh, Sammy, remember our conversation? Wait, did he show? Did he show? And Matthew like went to sleep a little bit, didn't he? A little bit. I think so. Yeah. I don't know if it's connected, but yeah, he was quiet. Maybe yeah. he was just pissed off. He, uh, Brady was getting more attention. Maybe he was hung over because they had eleven <laughs> Budweisers after every game with their new sponsor. <laughs> Wait a second. He was, I'm playing and I have no sponsor no. like cargo pants, so he had more pockets on his pants. <laughs> so 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 let me get this straight. My brother who misses the playoffs gets an endorsement <laughs> and I'm out here and I got nothing. Yeah. I love it. I love those brothers. I love their dad. I love the whole hockey family thing. I love the support. I thought it was awesome. Say what you want, but you're right, Tipper. Come on, right? Come on. <laughs> the- they come as a family package deal. You <laughs> sign one Budweiser, you sign them all. Yes. Yes, yeah, without trouble. a doubt. What the hell? Um, where, do you, where do you want to go? What's intriguing you? Uh, Colorado and St. Well, Louis? Who's, who's playing McDavid? Yeah, let's go, Bozy. Big goal. Big goal by my old roomie. Uh, seven <laughs> minutes and some seconds. Hasn't played since the second period. Waltzes in and just an old school half clapper sizzler through traffic. Sizzler. And he strikes, boys. <laughs> he strikes. Bozy. Hey. Love it. But I, I love the St. Louis team, boys. I, I do. I, I love the character. I love seeing Barube going nuts after the game for the fellas. Um, I do think, like, obviously, Colorado's like. In a, like they're they're so good. I, I'm concerned about you know what Kemper could do. Like my whole thing with Kemper is, 
he doesn't have to win him the game, but like literally, he can't lose him the game. Yeah, you know, wasn't that a he horrible? Can't lose him the game, and oh, it's just like he couldn't handle any puck at the end of the game there on, on a surge. They like they he couldn't gather or capture anything. Like I, I know, so, I know, Bozak's your buddy there, but not exactly a howitzer to win the game. No, no, that was just a little sizzler, a little hot sauce on it, little little <laughs> magic powder, little magic powder off the bottom of it. But it was uh, or a muffin. I, I gotta see. Hey, we gotta see McKinnon McDavid. The NHL will be losing it. It's ultimate matchup. I think you know, as far as eyes on it for you know American viewers, Canadian viewers. Unreal, right? We got to see this. Are you old Two enough? guys from another planet. Are you old enough to remember that guy that used to stand up uh, behind the home plate of every Los Angeles Dodger game with the uh, with the the radar gun? No, no, you don't remember that. <laughs> no, there no. Was, yeah, there, like twenty years ago, every, yeah. every pitch. This guy had the radar gun. Was everyone like, "Sit down, dude"? <laughs> yes, pretty much. <laughs> so, I mean, can we get him? To come in the first row of a of a McDavid McKinnon oh. series and just have Hand the radar gun, <laughs> just, oh. just, right? We should have honestly like the old Sega game with a star around the player that you were controlling. Yes, there should be when you watch the game. It should be a star around those guys, a red one or a blue one or an orange one, gold helmets, and we should. And we should have all their, like, analytical stats around them the entire time. How far they've gone, how fast they're going at that moment, uh, you know, how many shots, like, uh, I don't know, like, what the, what's in their water bottle? Who knows? Like, these guys are insane, and it'll be unbelievable for hockey. They have turned, they've, they've turned our watching into a video game. Yeah. They, I think they're better than video games. They're literally better. Like, you cannot create a player better than what they're even doing and the way they move. <laughs> you know, which, for some, it's, like... All entertainment value, mm-hmm. but for the coaches and the players, and Colby, I don't know, back me up on this, please, or don't, I don't care, but <laughs> that's not that's not great for us. When we watch goalies looking like their last save wins, that's not exactly yeah. making me feel good for two and a half hours, knowing that uh, the last shot may win or lose a game. Yeah, that's the that's the all my chats with my buddies was like next next shot wins, yeah. next shot wins. Like <laughs> what a year though, what a year for comebacks, what a year for hockey, what a what a year for goaltending stories as well. We've seen like you know third string goalies, guys coming out of the woodwork, unbelievable performances, like performances where you're like, oh my god, four goals in seventy one seconds, like what in the heck is going on with like two goalies that are pretty good, couple of two goalies that are oh, pretty yeah. good couple of stats from you know? this playoffs, which, like, back you up, Colby. Uh, 6.3 goals per game in the postseason right now is the highest in 27 yeah. years, going back to, like, 95, 94, 95, I think was the last year this many goals are scored in a playoff game. Yeah. Almost a goal more per game than last year and the year before. Like, a ton of comebacks. I think eight comebacks of two or more goals this season. It's It's been crazy. I, I tweeted, You know what? I thought the first round. Sorry, sorry. Go ahead, Kipper. No, I was just going to say I tweeted a picture of the Tudor shooters. I think in, <laughs> during the Battle of Alberta, and, <laughs> and I'm like, I have a people are like, you're, you're not wrong. Maybe they're next. Yeah. yeah, yeah, they're harder to maybe they're harder to score on sometimes. <laughs> too, <those shooters> <laughs> but I was going to say, like, I thought the first round would be really good. Obviously, matchups and you know everyone's kind of fresh and okay. It was good. It's been, you know, the second round has been just as just as good, just as amazing, just great hockey. Five game sevens in the first round. Like, are you not entertained, hockey fans? And if you're new to hockey, you're welcome. Yeah, 100%. So uh, who's in town again? My brother. My brother, his wife, his two kids. Oh, my God. You, you got to say You know hi. what we just did? We picked up one of those like ditch digger things, you know. Yeah. I got a. I'm gonna do a little backyard work here this weekend, and he's in town, so I saved it for when he's here, so he could do all the work. Cruel, cruel. Yeah, well, say, well, say hi. Say hi to us. Yeah, I will. For, I will from boys. us. Okay. Colby, I will, boys. Appreciate your time. Enjoy the rest of the weekend. Okay. All right, boys. Yeah, JB Kip. Thanks for having me. Appreciate it. Have a great weekend. Thanks, Colby. Colby Armstrong. My brother's doing that. He's saving his moving for when I'm back in Kelowna. It's cruel. Oh, it's, it's cruel family stuff. really good on the back, I can tell you that. <laughs> no, not ideal. <laughs> um, Do you ever have that with your, yeah, he's had a couple buddies at the yeah. cottage, and they'd be like, like just, you get I, up there and be like, ah, oh, you know, the, 
help me move the trailer and the, you know, if you can move this couch out. It's like, holy hell, I came up here to crush beers and I'd help you move. <laughs> two guys in a truck. Yeah, there's a 1-800, two guys meme, in a which truck. Is like, if you're 35 or older, like, pay a service. Yes. And no one wants to <laughs> blow at their back for a couple of beers and a pizza. Yeah. No one needs a herniated <laughs> disc for a couple of Bud Lights. No. So I, I do have a, a quick theory, and I know we got to go to breaks, yes. but like all the tandem goaltenders in the NHL, tandems everywhere, tandem, 1A, 1B, 1A, 1B. Do you think it's hurting the quality of goaltenders that there aren't guys hanging in there for 60? And there's no one we can trust anymore. Who's good? There's one good one. Vasilevsky. He played 60-some games. And Shesterkin played 53 games, only missed some because he was hurt. And he's but he's been shaky. Guy. Like, he's been shaky. Like, is it bad for goalies to only play 40 hockey games a year? What did Jack get here in Toronto? He got over 50. Didn't he get 55? Yeah, he had a good number because he was forced into it. They didn't want him to. And then I thought he was pretty good in the playoffs, numbers aside. awful for 25 of those. All right. Well, you know what? We'll pick up on that after the break. We also got uh, Doug McClain this Friday, which means uh, off the rails. What did he say last week that that people that walk their dogs – a lot of them have the same physical looks. Yeah, people end up looking like their dogs. That's a thing. People, oh my Sam god! Sam is a wiener dog, by the way. We both have. Very, how, does, we, how does he top this one? We both have very long backs. Uh, Jack Campbell played forty nine games this year. Forty nine. Yep, seven in the playoffs. So okay, there you go. Fifty six games. More yeah, than you know any. He played more more than any time in his career, right? And yeah. he played enough to work through the bad parts, right? He came out the other side. Mm-hmm. We'll, uh, we'll, we'll, uh, in the second hour, we'll have a conversation on Jack and what's going on with his contract. You got a scoop? Well, I don't know. No, not really. Scoop, I'll yeah. just tell you what I hear. Right. Pull the Details? Plane. Details? Ah. We'll, we'll get into I'll that. I'll throw out random numbers. <laughs> Take a deep breath. We're going to come back after this break with Doug McClain, Nick Kiprios, Justin Bourne, Real Kipper and Bourne. Discussing the biggest stories that matter to Toronto sports fans. The Fan Morning Show with J.D., Blake, and Alish. Be sure to subscribe and download the show on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Let's see if we can uh, find Doug McClain out of his RV. Is he back in Atlantic Canada yet? Mac, where the hell are you? I'm in uh, Wilmington, Ohio, uh, at a horse show. We've got uh, my, my uh, Jill and Mackenzie. They uh, bred our mare, so we got the two young horses here in their first ever horse show. So we're uh, very exciting times here, and we're here for. I'm here for five days, so it's great. I can't see uh, a lot of these people at the horse show. Uh, Talking up the Battle of Alberta. Uh, I just don't see that. Better the Battle of Alberta than Carolina, probably. <laughs> just a guess. <laughs> I have been here for four days. I haven't heard hockey mentioned once. So what do you do? You talk to the Which, horse just to get it out of your system? No, it doesn't bother me. It's kind of a nice break for change. But you I'm, have. Especially, especially after I watched that call on that goal last night. Oh, like, okay. I am so, sorry. That is an embarrassment. That is an embarrassment. Mac, we called it a 50-50 call. It, it's not a 50-50 call. Who called it a 50-50 call? You and Bourne? Are you serious? <laughs> yeah, I'm on one side. He's on the other. So it's 100 versus 100, whatever that means. Listen, he's on the other side of 50. Where, where is the evidence? You need evidence to overrule that goal. There was no evidence. I mean, come on. The guy's on one foot, one leg's tangled with the goalie, and he, they're going to make a decision that, oh, he straightened out his leg, and as Jen Botterill said, he was looking at the puck. He was trying to save himself from t- the crossbar taking his head off, for one thing. Like, he was pushed in. Like, what are they thinking about? I was so pissed off. When I saw that, it, like it ruined my. I mean, I know they didn't deserve to win, I'll, I, but that is embarrassing. How come? Da- how come Daryl Sutter wasn't as pissed off as you? Oh no, Daryl laughed about it. Daryl just laughed because Daryl said a distinct kicking motion is when somebody's down and you kick them in the head. <laughs> Jill just by by the way, Jill just told me the dog's cowering in the corner. He's scared. Is this the dog oh, that looks like uh, you? 
<laughs> yes, his glasses. <laughs> By the way, this is another thing that entered my mind last night. Uh-oh. I, I, this is this entered my mind. I'm scared right now. If, if the Leafs only would have kept... Oh, Kadri, don't go there. Kadri, Kadri, Hyman, and Connor Brown. And had those three in the playoffs in the first round... They might still be playing. But that would cost $11 million. Where would they get that $11 million? That's at center and their captain. Well, well, three and a half would be be Kerfoot. Three and a half would be Kerfoot. Just to start. If if you want to start there. And I'm serious. I'm looking at, is there three guys that compete and are more playoff? I know Kadri got suspended a couple times and everybody was up in arms. I get that. But I'm sorry. Those are exactly the type of players, and all these Labushkins and and whoever else they brought. I mean, Kasha and Labushkin. And, oh my God! Seriously, give me a friggin' break. Anyway, just if those three guys would have played, just they got the cap genius there. He can figure out anything. What's his name? Pridham. He can figure out anything. Yeah, he can figure it out. Well, I'm I mean, glad- they they can. They can make trades for fun and give up picks all day long. Why wouldn't they made a couple more and kept those guys? Anyway, I'm just saying, it just entered my mind last night. I had to get it off my chest. So they raced out uh, and signed uh, 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 Mark uh, Giordano, which was a steal at eight hundred grand, was it not? Well, is it? <laughs> I mean, now... Now you've got Giordano. To me, I'm sorry. I love the guy. I think he's had an amazing career. I think he's been terrific. I I I would be nervous on an 82 game season. I'm sorry, and they and and he's got two years. I know it's only 800. It's it's a soft deal. I I don't mind it. I I'm just not. Now I look and I see Labushkin, Giordano, Muzzin. And Brody, and I'm thinking, is that a good enough blue Sandine. line again next year? Yes, yeah, Sandine. I didn't Lilligren. get to them yet because they didn't play when I was when it really counted. They didn't really play, did they? And I'm thinking, like, is that a good enough blue line again to compete against the Headmans? And you know, I, I I don't know. I don't know. I hope it is. So how do you anyway. when you're doing contracts for guys? How do you guess at how much decline to expect from a guy like Giordano? If you get the guy you got last year, you know, I think it's, it's obviously it's good value, but I think he's still a pretty good player. Is there any way that is there people that do the assessment? Here's what we expect to get from this guy. You just kind of watch him and predict how his game would age. How did you determine that sort of thing? Well, I think you start first of all with, uh, isn't he 40? He'll be 39 39. this year. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, so he'll be 40 in the last year of the deal. So I think, I mean, you've got to really look at the age. And look, this guy has had such a wonderful career, and he's such an amazing guy. I just don't, I, I'm a little nervous about what's left in the tank. But you know what, Duncan Keith, uh, a lot of people chirped that deal and didn't think he was, he was very, they thought he was really in decline. And at the end of the day, he, he was a pretty important guy for the Oilers. So you know, and I think you, you know, so Giordano, to me, I don't have a problem with the signing. I just, uh, I have a problem with the supporting cast that they've tried to do for the last three or four years. And better players have walked out the door basically for nothing. That's all I'm saying. So Giordano gets uh, announced very quickly and uh, they got good press. Uh, obviously, Kyle got I'm good. I'm not sure. By the way, yeah. by the way, I'm not sure. I'm not sure there was a real market for Giordano. I'll, I'll say that. And I was told that well, today. That they said to me, where else is... And he wanted to be home, basically, so it's a good fit. I got to you know? think, though, he, he could have probably found a job at 1.5, 1.75 if he really wanted to chase yeah. after loose change. But yeah. uh, they, they were able to announce that uh, contract rather quickly and, and, and followed good press for Kyle Dubas. The one that's kind of quiet right now uh, is, is Jack... Oh, when do we see good press about winning around? That, that would be good press. <laughs> well, okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you're right. You're right. Okay. But you know, that, that, you'll take that what you can get. Great press. That would be great press. So it is quiet uh, when it comes to the Jack Campbell. My understanding is that uh, negotiations haven't really even started yet. Does that surprise you that uh, 
that they would not be trying to get a deal done quickly here? Well, I, I, I would I would really hope that they they would start the process based on how he played in spots this year. Um, you know, a reasonable playoff and a, and a good stretches and bad stretches during the season. But I would certainly hope that he's got a backup plan if he if if the numbers go crazy. I don't know what the goalie market's like. I don't think there's a lot of grade A goaltenders out there. And again, I mean, like, who knows with goaltending? I mean, I just watched Markstrom, who was a MVP in the regular season. And I'm sorry, he hardly made a save in this series. Guys, it was it was bad. Yeah. That was bad. Yeah, it was bad. For a, for a $6 million goalie. So it's such a tough position, you know, to, you know, to really get a grip on. And I'm not sure what the market's like out there. I'm really not sure. It, it's like these stars. It's like Johnny Goudreau. Like, Nick, you've talked about this guy. Did you see his flyby on that winning goal last night? <laughs> Sammy or, did. Like, like what? What was that? Like, but anyway, look, it's, it's, it, it's tough. Markstrom was so good. I thought Markstrom would be the difference in the series. I thought Markstrom would outplay Smitty and he, it wasn't even close. And that's what Smitty letting one in from 148 feet, you yeah. know? So, but I mean, it, it wasn't, it wasn't close. So goaltending is such a tough thing, but Toronto, Toronto have got to have a major backup plan be, that they can make a deal to get a number one goaltender. Does how the series uh, after Toronto, do you, the way Tampa Bay beat up on Florida, does that affect how you looked at the Leafs series at all? And, and with that, how do you feel about, about them making no changes? I don't know about you, Kipper. Perhaps I've missed some piece of news, but I haven't heard of like a strength and conditioning guy leaving the team or they're bringing Like to me, I haven't heard of anything. I, I did hear a couple of things. Okay. Yeah. So there maybe are some yeah, things behind uh, the scenes. Lawrence Gilman will not have his contract renewed. So, uh, and, and there might have been a. Somebody let go. It maybe a, a strength okay. conditioning guy, maybe with the Marlies or something. Okay, but nothing drastic. So uh, I, I guess, how do you feel about yeah, them they, going? Hey, you know, we're okay. You, you got to get rid of that that strengthening coach. Major issue. Got to make that. You know, like I love. This is how GMs what they do. Here's what GMs typically do when they're really, really ticked off at their head coach. They walk into the coach's office and they say to the head coach, I'm going to keep you because I owe you X dollars, but I'm giving you 10 minutes to tell me which assistant you're going to fire because that's how upset I am. That's how upset I am about the coaches. So somebody's going so I can save face. Somebody's going. That's typically, I mean, we've seen that. No, no, they're not going to, you know, it would have been done by now. Right. Yeah. It would have been done by now. Exactly. Um, yeah, I see assistant coaches. By the way, I heard an internet. I heard a scoop today that Montgomery could end up in Vegas as the head coach. Have you heard that, Nick? Like, I'm trying to give some pizzazz. I have. I've, some, I've, give, I've, I've not heard Vegas, Mac. Um, I've heard that. Really? Uh, I've heard, heard from really. Uh, uh, Trotz is probably controlling a lot of this for for teams to now uh, see where the dominoes fall. I guess Trotz is kind of holding uh, the cards. Someone told me that uh, even a, a team like Winnipeg is all over uh, Trotz. It's his job if he wants it, but um, still no definitive and, uh, decisions. And and how about how about Winnipeg? How do you get? How do Winnipeg get a deal done with Trotz? I'll tell you how quick they can get a deal done with Barry Trotz. And I mean, in fact, first of all, I'm not sure Trotz wants to coach another old team. I'm not sure he wants to do that right now. And I'm not sure Vegas, and I don't think Trotz really, really, I know him pretty well. I don't think Trotz is a Vegas sort of guy. I'm Winnipeg. I'm offering him a piece of the action to come there. It's something that you come and coach us and you stay involved and you get a piece of the action here. That's how you get a deal done with Barry Trotz. Wow. And they should do it. And they should do it. You're not allowed to do that with players. Are you allowed to do that with coaches? I don't know. What happened with you, you all can those do years lot. ago? Isn't that how he well, got a look, piece of the you, Penguins? No, but... Uh, you're, not, you're, you're not allowed to miss a call like they did last night in the goal either, but it happens. 
<laughs> yeah, sorry. With with Lemieux, though, you definitely can't because of salary cap implications. Yes. But I don't know how he was sort of yeah, paid Coaches, back. you can. Coaches, you could. Yeah, coaches can. Yeah. Yeah, 100% you can. It, it's, it's, a, it's a, you know, it's a... It's a non-issue. Give the guy a couple of points. He's still got. You know? a, he's still it's got a, a home in Nashville. Is there any chance he goes back to Nashville, but more in a managerial kind of position, executive I've, position? I've, I've heard rumblings of that, um, but you know, David Poyle would love to stay long enough so he can give his son the job, and I think that's David's plan. I don't know if that's the owner's plan. So, you know, that'll be worth watching. Brian's been working for them. For, Brian Poyle's been working for them for a long time. So I would think that's David's plan. And I, I can't say I blame David for that. I'm not sure it's going to fly, but, you know, we'll see. No, not to derail this here, Kipper, but yeah. with you and Doug, I, you guys know a lot of people in history and all that. Have you ever heard of anyone intentionally circumventing the salary cap with, say, uh, here's a $5 million home we'll give you for $3 million. My brother owns it when you come to town if you take less in your deal. Have you guys ever heard of anyone? Well, I know that yeah, happened well, in, it's, the, no. in the uh, 70s and the 80s. It happened in Detroit. With no, but it happened in Detroit. It happened in Detroit. When, when, when Babcock came to town, they put all that money on the board. Remember, there was $45,000 on the board to beat Babcock, and even the ushers were come down contributing to it. <laughs> What? Oh my god! That's unreal. Are you joking? Are you being sarcastic, or did you really hear no, forty-five thousand? Yeah, that's what I heard, and a couple team dinners. I believe. Besides, that. yeah, I, yeah, that's yeah. Oh no, number. for sure. And people, the the ushers were the ushers and the rink attendants and the back hallway guys were even coming in and putting ten bucks on the board. Just want, just want <laughs> to keep. To beat them. I want to keep with the coaching theme for for one more uh, conversation, and that is the Florida Panthers. Mac, they went from one of the most experienced coaches in history to the least in Andrew Burnett. Where are they now? Can they really bring Andrew Burnett back uh, when they disappointed? Well, you know what? I feel bad for Andrew because he came in in a tough situation. He did a pretty good job. But he did end up with, I think, four wins this year which is, I think, 18 behind my record. So I'm, I'm hoping, you know, if, if they keep firing coaches there, nobody will ever beat that record. It's 20 years old now, you know. Are they where the Leafs were two years ago, where there's a lot of finger pointing at their uh, $10 million players? You know what? I, I really, I, I, I don't know. There's a lot of, there's got to be a lot of concern about, Uberdo and Barkov with the way they played. There's got to be because they just didn't up the tempo in that series. They didn't even up it in the Washington series. I mean, there's got to be some serious, you know, and I know they're still young guys and there's time for that to happen, but I would be a little bit concerned about that. The ownership there, how committed are they really? I keep hearing rumblings of teams for sale again. Uh, you know, is that factual? Is that true? Um, so I don't know what really is going on there. Doug, we're uh, going to watch Colorado and St. Louis have at it in game six tonight. Um, I, I'm kind of hung up in the idea lately of Stanley Cup experience, and this Blues team just looks like a team. They're just not going to roll over, right? They're not going to go away easy. Tampa Bay did the same thing in the first round versus Toronto. How much value do you put on on the experience of having won before with, with some of these teams that maybe seem less talented but still can can push back? Well, I think I think what it is is there's individuals in that dressing room, uh, and I'm thinking of O'Reilly and, and company guys that have won and have, you know, know what to say, know how to talk to the guys about how to really play, how to really play when the game's on the line, and they're like they're like mini coaches in the dressing room. You know, don't think for a minute that the players. T- I mean, the respect that they have in that room for those veteran guys there that have won is, is over the top. And they've got some good young players as well that are, you know, that are playing that style. Like I think of a Thomas, they know how to play. I, it's, it's the way they come back in that game. I'd been real nervous about them. And I, the goaltending in Colorado, I just, I know he hasn't been the reason, but man, oh man, that makes me nervous. All right, Mac. Get home eventually to PEI, would you? Say hi to Bob June, Baffert. June, June, June 4th, 
June 4th, um, we'll be home. And, I'll, you know, you, you got to get into this horse business. And by <laughs> the way, just just so I can tell I phoned two retired referees today and asked them about that call. And guess what they said? 50, I'm not 50. telling you. Uh, no, not a chance. <laughs> anyway, thanks for having me on. Thanks for having me on. Hey, thanks, um, is, is the premier going to let really you back in? The- is the premier yeah, of no PEI te- going to let you back no, in? No testing required, just proof of vaccination. And I've had my fourth booster, so there's just, uh, you know, there's nothing they can do to keep well. me out. I'm picking up, the, I'm picking the Porsche up in Dan. I had it shipped up to Connecticut, so I'm going to pick it up there and drive it home. I'll follow Jill in the RV. I'm not going to send out any pictures on that on Instagram. I think I'll keep that off. I've done many. Every time Jill, every time I take a picture now with Jill, she looks at me and she said, if I see that on Twitter or Instagram, <laughs> you're dead meat. <laughs> All right. Take care, guys. Take Doug, care. Doug McLean. I think the most offensive thing anyone has ever said to me as a first-time homeowner with two kids is, you got to get into this horse business. <laughs> yeah, yeah, okay. Yeah, let me just check under the couch cushions here. Never invest in something that... Uh, Eats while you sleep. <laughs> it's very expensive. Have you, uh, there's a great documentary on, uh, on Netflix about the guy who used to kill people's horses for the, so they could claim the insurance money. Have you seen this? Yeah, it's Bad Sport. Bad Sport. It's the same, it's the same one that did, they did a bunch of different ones. They did one on uh, the Juve yeah. um, rigging the, the, the Scudetta. There's a South African <laughs> cricketer. There's a ASU basketball player. Yeah, yeah. These guys taking yeah. gambling money. Yeah. But the, the horse one's wild. Yeah. I want to go back a little bit uh, before we go to break on uh, on Jack Campbell. It doesn't really does it surprise you at all that uh, there there isn't uh, a quicker push to try to get him under contract? Well, or... it seems to me he wants to get to UFA then. If he's not going to do the deal by now, they've made an offer by now, presumably. You'd kind of think so, wouldn't you? You would think so. I mean, they're not just going to let him go and say they've made up their mind whether they want him or not, and why would you let him get to UFA if you don't want to compete with other people? So you say, here, this is what we're we're willing to do. Yeah, they can also be telling him, just wait, we got to figure a few things out, and that includes what Mac just said, uh, working on a on a plan B. And well, that if I'm Jack, I'm like, what, I'm either the plan or I'm not the plan. Whether it's Jack or not. I would think at the top of his list right now is trying to figure out how the hell I get out of Peter Mrazek's deal. Yeah. And he has to he has to move that. He does. And it's movable. Yeah. I think it's a movable contract. I really do. Without it's, an asset? Oh my god. No chance okay. without an <laughs> asset. Like, well, what does movable mean? Anything. Movable means that yeah. you're going to have to, what is the market value right now to move Peter Morazic? There are teams that will take Peter Morazic uh, for, for two more years, but it's got to be one hell of a sweetener again. think so. That poor guy, Kyle's just, it's going to be another sweetener. What, what's the number of on the draft pick? What round are we talking? I, that's a really good question. I think you can make the case is because Morazic was is hurt, a not, three? not just that a he was two? terrible. A I, one? I think you can sell, okay, hey, this uh, guy uh, is all right. Uh, let's, do, let's just go back and just see if we can figure out where the market is. So the last asset he had to pay was Nick Ritchie. Mm-hmm. That was Nick Ritchie. In and out of the lineup, playing 12 minutes, sometimes unnoticeable. Second rounder to get rid of Nick Ritchie. Well, now. No, not really well now. Well, they got Ilya Labushkin back who played 20 minutes on their top pair in playoffs. It's not nothing. Oh, my God, because you played him on the top pair doesn't make him a top pair. Well, don't act like he doesn't exist. He's part of what they got in return for the second rounder. He was a big-time contributor to their team. Listen, I'm not saying you can, that. You, you can talk about how he contributed, but he was a contributor. Prior to him playing with Morgan Riley or being a Toronto Maple Leaf, you wouldn't have known Labushkin if you ran him over with a Zamboni. Not a chance. Okay? <laughs> you know what he was worth on the market? What would you have paid? Just Labushkin. A fourth? Hey, a fourth. 
We've never heard of them. <laughs> but people have the value. Presumably. A sixth round pick. No. A 27-year-old making no. two million bucks. A, a fifth round pick. He, played, he, was, he was top pair in Arizona with Chicken, oh right? Oh, my God. I know three. Arizona's a three. Not a three. three. Get out of here. <laughs> Labushkin, <laughs> who ended up now being a is now a six or seventh D for sure. Okay, that poor guy. You name don't has give been up bit more times. You this don't show give up today. a third round draft choice for a six or seventh D man in this league. At the deadline, you sure do. So we're going back to saying that the second rounder really was the price that you had to pay to get rid of Nick Ritchie. The majority of okay. it. I'll give you. I won't give sure. you the whole thing. Sure. But the majority of it. So if it's that expensive, yeah. then what is Mrazek going to cost you? I don't know. Is the implication better not be more here. Otherwise, you just keep Peter Sammy, Mrazek. Second for sure. Yeah, and I do that. Damn, oh really? Just giving away the farm. Well, I mean, the farm is just dry. <laughs> it's, it's, a, it's a drought, boys. <laughs> the field Sahara. Yeah, they, they, can't, they can't grow corn in that field. <laughs> but the farm is dry. <laughs> Oh well, hopefully Matthew gosh. Nice plays. <laughs> yeah, right? And you need some help. Yeah, Let's just cancel help. the season until he gets here. Yeah. Oh, God. <laughs> I can't even I'm I can't even think about talking about Leafs hockey. Like talking about the offseason's fine, but thinking about like drumming it up again, it's hard. I will say next year come preseason when the boys fired up, it's gonna be tough to to drum up the tape. Be like, all right. Yeah. What do we think here? Like yeah. is this the year? Maybe when hard. uh maybe when uh Yeah. And lots of, we're going to try, by the way. Lots of talk about, uh, like, Gibson, maybe just Toronto. Like, I'm here, and he does not want to come here. So, what's he got left on his deal? A lot. A lot. Long. Like, that's a deal that you have to call up Gibson and say, hey, if I make I think a, it's five if, more if, years. If I, make a, if, if I make a move, you want to come here and try to do this? But I, I, I hear he has no interest in coming to Toronto. Should be mutual if you ask me. No disrespect to a guy who's had an awesome career so far, but boy, that contract is not appealing. Oh boy. Yeah, until 2026, 27, 6.4 million. Wow. Yeah, if you're gonna get weird, that's but not like, the place to do it. Listen, yeah, I don't know. Yeah. Why wouldn't you just want to if you're him, Tavares I'd be like for Gibson. If they I, want JT. He's like, how how about I just stay where no one cares? And I <laughs> go to the rink and flip flops and I live in Anaheim. I think that sounds more appealing than coming to try to Tron. Anyways. Yeah. All right. That was fun. That was Bob Stoffer. You think he's sober yet? <laughs> <laughs> I know that I know it's a big deal. You're going to a conference final. Yeah. But I mean they're they're just halfway. Right. They're just halfway. Well, it's always versus expectations, and this has exceeded them. Even Woodcroft was like, We're gonna enjoy this one. This is <laughs> it really gives us like a the Jaybird. It really gives us a good look of what Sammy would be like if the Leafs went around. We I, I think legit we might need a different producer the day after it happens. Yeah, I'd be, I'd be pickled. That'd be <laughs> yeah, fine. you know, you'd be a good producer pickled, I think. He's a little chatty. All maybe. right. We'll get uh, Bob Stoffer to give us more answers on what is going on in uh Edmonton right now as they await a conference final with either Colorado or St. Louis. Nick Kiprios, Justin Bourne, Sammy McKee.